to the second part of our show, which is... Fighting Away Brain Freeze Edition. We're trying to have brainstorming sessions, but it's more like a little breeze. A light, gentle breeze of brain work. Whatever's left there of our brains. Well, anyway, so with this this part of the show, we have... We found a new system we're going to try, and then Mm -hmm. we're going to do a different system next week, but this Mm -hmm. week it was... Do you want to explain it? No. Okay. Um, we're, we, yeah. We're going to randomly generate a couple genres and then we'll try to figure out a plot. Yep. We're going to do a genre and then like a subgenre. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to try and use the plot structure to come up with a great movie. And, you know, like last night we listened to uh, one of her um, ones. This is how far behind I am on editing. Um, the Antarctica one. And we were actually laughing really hard about that because I don't think we actually really listened to that one mm-hmm. since we recorded it. So hopefully this is going to be amazing and funny or maybe we can even be the next, you know, Orson Welles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't hold your breath, folks. <laughs> I believe in me. <laughs> and so... Again, I'm Rachel. I'm Jason. And we're going to start this out. And we got 12... We're going to roll some dice here. We're going to roll, yes. roll a dodecahedron, who is the, the first genre jewel. Yes. I roll a seven. Seven, so it's going to be crime. Crime. Crime and crime. Mixed with... I shall roll the dodecahedron of dumb ideas. 15. 15. You don't have 15. How does there? I was rolling a 20 sided die. That was the problem. I missed missed the dodecahedron. Yes. Where'd it go? You had it. I had it. There it is. I was rolling the wrong one. Okay. You want to try it again? We can keep crime and mix it with something else. Here's, I finally got the right one. Uh, Nine. Nine? Is there a six? Nine. Nine. And nine is going to be. Jungle Safari Epics. A crime in the in a jungle safari. Jungle or safari. Like a Tarzan crime novel. Or like on the big exploration. Like we can do this, I think. I mm-hmm. think. I'm sure we could. Safari jungle epic. So who are our main characters and what do they want? What do they want? main characters well there have to be like some sort of explorers i would assume or they're gonna be like um like indiana jones like you know kind of characters well yeah maybe we can decide like what are they looking for in this jungle um are we gonna go with jungle we might as well it's a safari slash jungle well safari is kind of different than a jungle yeah well we are, we are, where do you want to set it you want to set it in a jungle like the Amazon, or do you want to set it in like uh, Africa? Sahara. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not 100 sure. Usually, I pick characters, and then you pick location. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. Now you're asking me about location, and it's confusing. Well, we are. We, we have a vague idea of the location already. Well, it's going to be either jungle or safari. Well, the safari would be there'd be lion. 
Mountains, etc. And the Mount Kilimanjaro, we could have, uh, yeah, like the common lands and uh, other quests. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you showing the world my skeletons in my closet? Um, yes, I love other quests, but I haven't played in a long time. Hey, that's, oh, that's Savannah. Yeah, that's more of a savanna. Do you want to do Lion King or do you want to do Apocalypto? You know, you know what I saw recently, and it made me think of the Amazon. It was just that stupid. Uh, I, it's not stupid. I love the show, but uh, that BuzzFeed, um, uh, unsolved, unsolved with Shane and Brian, mm-hmm. and they go to the Island of Dolls, which I've seen like Ghost Adventures go there, uh-huh. and. I am kind of interested is, in jungles right now. Is that really it? Well, it's Mexico and it's like off of a river and it's like yeah. very jungly. It's not Amazon, it's but not, it makes it's not sense. the jungle, but it's it. No, there's jungles in mm-hmm. Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just not the Amazon, you know. Okay. So well, kinda, well, we don't even know what time setting is. Like, is it when people are exploring these areas or is it present day? Fuck. <laughs> I mean, we could do, like, uh, the whole, uh, you know, Humphrey Bogart. Uh, mm. I can't think of that movie right now. I'm, you made me think of Sahara with a World War Two movie. With no, Sahara. no, no. Where he's on the boat. Key Largo. That's, Key Largo. That's off of Florida. Yeah. It's kind of jungly. A little bit, yeah. Well, naked and afraid they got into Florida before. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everglades. Yes. Yeah, anyway. So, you're looking at me like I'm retarded because <laughs> no. I'm like, there's some jungle outside of the Amazon. Yeah, it is quite humid in Florida. Yeah. There's alligators. There's gators. Gators. Yeah, you're right. We could we could do that. Yeah. Like Crocodile Dundee in Florida. Or it could be like even Mexico. But yeah, we're mixing it with crime, so it's kind of like Key Largo. Yeah. That's definitely That's why that's what it exactly made me think of Key Largo mm-hmm. was the Lauren Bacall again. Yes. Which, Shut up. I didn't realize that was her and I don't really <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But well I messed up too because I just said she was Kentucky Blanca, which She wasn't? I don't even know anymore. My memory is so bad. And you don't even smoke pot. No. I smoke pot. This is this whole podcast is just documenting our early onset of dementia really. pretty much yeah, yeah yeah which it's it's coming because mm-hmm. some days i i'm not really sure even how to put socks on okay so we have this jungle and do we want it in like Mexico? do we want it in florida do we want it in the amazon you know like brazil well, we know nothing about any of those places. No, except we don't. Well, I've been to Mexico yeah. quite a few times, but I went to Florida once. <laughs> I've never been to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird. I guess. Yeah. People say it's weird. I've never been there. I just I thought I it was didn't just go in the jungle or anything. I Ever. just thought it was just old people in Disneyland. No, there's it's just very humid and. I like humid. I mean. I, I hate I, humid. I mean, I'd rather have, well, no, I like dry heat, but I don't, I'd rather have heat than freeze, seeing cold all the time. It, uh, it, I, I am know. getting sick of it, but I, I might disagree with you on that. But I like the, I mean, other than, you know, certain part, like 
things about the self. I like, you know, the self as in, I think, like, you know, certain parts are very pretty, like, because it's, like, a whole different country sometimes down there, other than, you know, things. All right, I'm getting way off topic. Mm-hmm. You need to, like, start getting me. Yeah. Yeah, I do that a lot, in general, when I just talk to so anyone. So, have we decided Florida or Mexico or... Let's do Mexico. Okay. I mean, we both got, you know, Chicano in us. Mm-hmm. We can... Uh, we can... <laughs> no, we can't really... We don't know anything about it, man. <laughs> you know, like... Hey, let's face it out of... Let's say... You know, in in, the mem- in memory of Humphrey Bogart, maybe we should do, like, uh, the 40s or 50s. Like, well, then we're really... Close to Key Largo. Yeah, true. And it's kind of rip off. Um, we could do like in the seventies. I don't know much going on. Maybe pro jungles in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Nor do I ever have well, known anything that was going on in the jungles. Crime. I mean, it could be a drug cartel or something. It could be a drug cartel. Mm-hmm. But see, all the you know cocaine and so on come from Bolivia. Columbia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How about first, let's come up with a character. Okay. Like, a main, main character. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's call them, it's a woman. Her name is Matilda. Matilda? Okay. That's a good start. What does Matilda want? Matilda wants to find, I almost said two things. One, she could either find the man who killed her father kind of thing or you killed my father there he died yeah or the six-fingered man <laughs> or it could be <laughs> we talked about that last night too yeah. um yes just for a minute I, we I, talk about princess bride i talk about it a lot uh, you, you do mm-hmm. it's an everyday thing yeah. i'm talking or she could be looking for this artifact that she wants to steal like indiana jones style where it's going to give her, it's like a crystal skull, you know, kind of thing. Like everlasting youth or some bullshit. Some new age bullshit. Where these crystals are going to heal. Okay, it would be like a mind temple situation. Yeah. Oh, because I read a lot of Carlos Castaneda books when I was a teenager, early 20s. Probably the Toltec ruins or something. I'm not even sure what that is. I don't remember. <laughs> my memory is faulty. Where there's some kind of, um, we could say there's some kind of artifact, some Toltec artifact. And here we get in trouble because we don't do enough research. We're just winging it. Uh, Maybe there's some artifact that could give her uh, spiritual powers. She wants to be a bruja. Okay, yeah. Something like that. What's her motivation for wanting to do that to begin with, though? Motivation? Um, She's a goddamn fucking hippie. Um, No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um... Let's see, she wants to be a bruja. Mm-hmm. She wants, pretty much, a bruja is, they just want, they're like a witch, mm-hmm. in a sense. They're like a witch doctor or like a medicine woman type thing. She just wants power to maybe heal or do something good. If she's going to be okay. a... She's making, so she wants to heal somebody. Yeah. Like a curandera. Yes. But you got to explain to our viewers because they well, what's, are the it's listeners. Like, it's like what you said. Like, yeah. It's more of a healing sort of uh, 
I don't know witchcraft exactly, but yeah. uh, you know maybe it's shamanistic. I don't know. She wants this power, and she mm-hmm. wants to like. But she maybe she has somebody sick. Or somebody maybe, sick. Yeah. And uh, she wants to heal. Yeah. And she was a curandera, maybe, maybe like her parents taught her, her her mother, her grandmother Probably taught grandmother. her grandmother yeah. taught her the ways of being a curandera. It's it's just not working. And she's going like to the dark side. She wants to find this artifact from like the like the darker Is she, like, side of the magic. Is she like and so on? Oh, she might. Because I would totally love this to be like very Which would psychedelic be, um, too. Mescalito. Yes. Is what they refer to him as like yeah. in the Castaneda books. They refer to him as like yes. a, like almost like a deity, mm-hmm. like the spirit of the plant, of of the um, peyote buttons or whatever. Yeah. Call him mescalito. That shit scares me, though. Yeah. It's cool, but it's scary. Actually, what I love those Castaneda books because they are scary. They're, they're kind you, of like, it's kind of like a what, reading a paranormal. But you never done any, like, real drugs. You said you did acid once, uh-huh. right? Is that okay to talk about? Mm. But, like, when I was younger and I would do, like, psychedelics, it scared me. And I think it was just because I was afraid that I would overdose somehow. Like, I didn't understand the science of it. There were always those stories that if you did acid, you were going to go crazy. Or or you would just, or you could get a flashback years later and mm-hmm. never come back. Or I never got a flash, but, um, but as an adult, when I did psychedelics, I actually it's a lot more enjoyable. Like as a thirty year old plus, it's none of your business how old I am. I do you I, want to tell the story about the uh, I don't even know what you call them the people at the at the show. Oh, when I did mushrooms? Who are doing, who are, like, they're, I don't want to call them furries, but they had some kind of... Kind of like an anime, like, costume of, like, I don't know what, bears? They were bears to me. I think they were bears. To me, they were bears. Yeah. I don't know what they really were, because I didn't even think they were real the next day. Um, where were they from? I don't remember. The Philippines? That's what I I was, that's what I wanted to say. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they were from the Philippines. This cute Filipino couple wearing like bear, sort of bear anime furry costumes, but not really. It was it wasn't like full on like. No, no, their faces were. You could see their faces and everything. (laughs) You thought you were just hallucinating from the mushrooms. Yeah, I didn't think they were real, and. And I didn't do anything, and I was like, "No, those people were real," and you're like, "Oh, thank God." Yes. I was. I thought I was making them up. I, I thought that I just had. I. But you were having a great time. You were jumping up and down, holding your hands, hopping, hopping to the music. I remember <laughs> loving these bears, these bear people, and I know there were people too. But I thought maybe I imagined it that I'm mm-hmm. just like having a weird trip, and and I probably look, and I was there, worried that I looked like a fool. Because they weren't real, and I'm just standing there jumping up and down, <laughs> pretending I'm holding people's hands. They're very nice, and I think we tried to exchange, like, I don't know, Facebook names or something, but we never... I don't know. I was... We never I was, found them again. Yeah, I was... There was a mixture of alcohol <laughs> and mushrooms that night, and so I'm not 100% sure, but I wasn't sure that they were real, and I was very relieved. When I found out, they're like, no, they were real. And I was like, oh, God, thank God. I, I was just hoping I wasn't jumping up and down. 
by myself, <laughs> pretending I'm talking to people. Because that's my biggest fear when I do hallucinogens is I'm going to be like a crazy person. Like, right. oh! Because I, when I was a kid, I had an imaginary friend and the stories people tell me is crazy. Like, I would talk out loud to my imaginary friend. And I'm like, oh, what a crazy kid. I would be scared of her if she was mine. <laughs> what was she talking to? She was talking to herself. What a weirdo. So, I think it comes back to that. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to be this crazy person. Because my imagination is so vivid at times that I but- might. But cute bear couples, they they them. like they like ska music. They do. And so do you. Yeah, yeah I do too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a muscle pump show, yes. But back to their story mm-hmm. about hallucinations. Okay. So who's sick that Matilda wants to cure? Um, I would, I don't know. You pick this time because I've gone this far. <laughs> and I'm gonna say something like little sister or dad or something. Uh huh. So can you come up with something that's gonna what's, be what's something different? That's why I want. That's why I'm asking. I said, well, we can knock this back and forth. What's yeah. something different than the norm? It's a, but it's always it's kind of gotta be someone close to you. Yeah. You know? Well, generally it has to be someone close to you or it could be like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing, where like her uh, her boyfriend she's not supposed. To, oh, he's the crime element. Ooh. Yeah. So she's not supposed to be involved with this guy at all. Oh, that would that would make sense. Yeah, but he's sick and he wants she wants to cure him. He's cursed. By her family? Maybe by her family, by some other uh, bruja. Oh, there you go. Somebody. They're cursed maybe because of their relationship or just in general because he's involved with this crime family. Yeah. Okay, she wants to cure her boyfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's done. Was it like a reverse Cinderella situation? Where it's like she's got a cure Sleeping Beauty? I was going to say Cinderella. What are you talking about? Sleeping Beauty? Oh, Sleeping or, Beauty, yes. Yeah, Sorry. or like a um, Snow White even kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Reverse. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Here you go in with the romance. Oh, you got to have the romance. Come in a little. Because nobody does anything without trying to get some. it's either money or sex Uh definitely but then we gotta figure out this what's the guy's name um my favorite spanish name is alejandro okay alejandro and he's part of the crime family and what kind of crime do they do most likely first thing is is drug cartel kind of situation Mm -hmm. what's the time period let's make it more modern more modern modern but sh- but they still have this uh corundera brujas shit going yeah. on yeah so what's their like little bit of backstory like how did they meet why did they or their families hate each other i want to say that because this is where my family hails from is guadalajara and they were just like Farmers, maybe her family, you know, mm-hmm. like they're just normal people, mm-hmm. you know. Just she falls in love with the this man who happens to be like kind of a gangster cartel guy, uh-huh. and her family hates him because he's 
he's involved with this. Obviously, reason yeah. to hate him. Why does she like him? Let's say sometimes the bad boy is intriguing. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's sometimes there's maybe he's more poetic. He's a poetic criminal. Uh-huh. He's um. Does he sing? Do they play guitar and sing a song or something? Yes. Oh, where's your guitar? <laughs> Endora mi corazón, you know, like mm-hmm. he can serenade her, but it's modern times, so that's really. But he's weird. like the, uh, what is it? Uh, what is that Selena song? Uh, the Chico. Chico uh, del apartamento cinco doce. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tongue twisters sometimes. <laughs> um, I was thinking of Amor Prohibido, that forbidden love. But uh, anyway, makes sense, yeah. yeah. But maybe that would be the soundtrack. We can see if we can get the rights for Selena songs. Oh yeah. Uh, or I'll just sing them. Yeah, yeah, you'll just sing. <laughs> them. I'll just sing them. <laughs> Backstory: I used to have to sing <laughs> Selena songs when I was a kid. But <clears throat> what is his sickness? What did he? What? Like they're he's like they have this forbidden love, but um, then something goes wrong. He gets sick in some way. He gets cursed because. Oh yeah, it's like a curse. Nobody yeah. can explain it. Yeah, Even though his family's got money to yeah. the hospital, but nobody can... No, nobody can figure it out. But then you gotta go to the jungle because... Or no, well, Matilda goes to the jungle because to find the artifact. I was gonna say, because Guadalajara is not really jungle land, okay. you know? So maybe she's, like, trying to find some old Mayan, like, you know, mm-hmm. ruins that we were talking about in the jungle, but why is he cursed? Um... Maybe because, maybe his whole family got cursed. Yeah. Because, uh, not him, but somebody else. Yeah, somebody in his family, and they sent the curse to his whole family. Yeah, because they did something bad, like they, yeah. they killed somebody. He's like a good, the good kid, but yeah. he still has this family that's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, well, you know, he's got to still, you know, you got to be loyal to blood, uh, you right, know. Right. Blood in, blood out. Well, it's just like no, some, um, some bruja, uh, got screwed over by yeah. this drug cartel in this area. Yeah. And she cursed her whole family. Yeah. And it's working. And it's working like, working mostly on Alejandro. But on, on Alejandro because he's the firstborn son or something like yes. that. Yes. Yes. And see the thing too is is like, man, he could have been a poet. He could have been like this amazing, you know, person, but mm-hmm. he, he's gotta take care of his family and he's gotta be it's a like you know, a commitment thing. You gotta do your family's work. You know, I gotta. I'm gonna make it funny sometime soon here. I know it. <laughs> yeah, we had but, some funny ones earlier. Yeah. We're getting deep now. We're getting too deep. Oh yeah. Deep. <laughs> deep right in there. So deep, deep in there. Nine just kill KRQ ninety seven two deep tracks. <laughs> Here's some deep purple. <laughs> Alejandro has this sickness that nobody can really figure out. Okay, okay, we're getting. Let's let's go back to the structure. Okay, we'll figure out where this this lines in. Say what's what's the hook like? Like how does it start? Like the opening scenes for me. Maybe an opening scene or the inciting incident that starts the plot in motion. Maybe it's what he gets sick, or she finds out that there's a way that might be able to cure him. She's gonna well, like, maybe, okay, what if her grandmother, 
No, let's say her great-grandmother, right? That's mm-hmm. still around because I had a crazy great-grandmother that was in my life until she was in my like mid-20s mm-hmm. and early 20s, actually. But, um, and she had some crazy theories and, like, old super- superstitions and, mm-hmm. like, tonics and weird shit. And maybe she's the one that's like, hey, Miha, I know you love this boy. I bet what you need to do to save him is you gotta go to, I, I can't think of any other than the pyramids in Mexico City right now. Mm-hmm. Like, right, right. you know, you gotta go find this Mayan artifact and you gotta do this witch roll. And maybe, like, you know, it's always like a chicken death <laughs> or something involved. That sounds more like voodoo. No, there is still no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's something like with, there's with, with eggs. Yeah, actually, in, a lot of cultures, a lot of cultures have that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, even Asian cultures, they do that, um, where they rub the egg on the body. Uh-huh. Um, my mom, my mom told me. Yeah, I've had an egg rubbed on me, on me before. Yeah. Yeah. Not like a. It's the solid egg. If you don't know what we're talking about, is it the egg in the shell, and you rub it all over somebody's body to try and get the evil out or the sickness or whatever. Yeah, and then and supposedly then, when you crack open the egg. It, it's supposed to be a different color or uh-huh. sometimes they say it's black. Uh-huh. The stories are. I don't I think mine just looked like an oat yolk. Mm-hmm. Like a normal that's uh I think voodoo does that a lot of Asian culture which is weird because I don't know how all these cultures know about it. There's a lot of Russian, like... It's probably based on some basic psychological stuff in early human history, uh, shamanic cultures. Yeah. It, it's uh, like, like attracts like, or uh, what would you call it? Like, as above, so below kind of thinking. Yeah, it's just everybody had this common thought mm-hmm. that, you know, like, egg is a symbol of life. Mm-hmm. You rub it on the body, you know, everybody's, like, mm-hmm. it's a mysterious thing to have these eggs to begin with. Because our bodies are different. Like, I'm saying back then, for science, you know, like, oh, these are, you can eat these things, you can blah, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Some sort of mysticism towards the egg. What came first, the chicken or the egg? (laughs) The protoplasmic blob. Yes. Exactly. Uh, So what's the inciting incident when when Alejandro falls ill, I guess? That would have to be. Falls ill. But she also gets this information from a mentor character, which is like her grandmother, great grandmother. Mm-hmm. How to take care of him. Mm-hmm. But the family should know. Tells about this artifact or ritual. No, you, you gotta find this artifact and do a ritual. Okay. And at first she refuses because this is bad. This is like scary. I don't wanna do this, but it might only be a second of like I can't do this. Like I was in, maybe it. there's like a bargain too, though. Like if she does this, there's re- repercussions for her. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, something that scares her off at, at first, but then she eventually does decides to go and embark on the adventure. She maybe leaves, she just thinks her grandmother is crazy <clears throat> too, though. You know, you can think well, Granny's crazy. Well, of course that's always going to be in the background. Yeah. Like oh, you're just superstitious whatever but then something decides her at the first plot point 
to actually go on the adventure, to leave her uh, her family, her town, to go look for it. Maybe he tells her not to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he thinks this is hogwash and that mm-hmm. it's just too dangerous for her, especially with all the other cartels that are around and different, you know, guerrilla, you know, shit right. that's going on. Yeah, there's like people with guns, like yeah. in fields and, and shit. And he doesn't want anything to happen to her, so he's telling her not to do it. Uh-huh. But she's like, I have to do this because I love you. Uh-huh. And well, he's, he's just sick and I just can't explain it. But she decides to leave. What is this moment when she leaves? Like her safety, normal world. How does she do it? What if she does? She would have to take buses. A lot of buses. Buses, yeah. Trains, possibly. Yeah, trains, buses, mostly buses, but yeah, there's trains. Mm-hmm. Um, she would have to, you know, you're going to have to deal with, you know, it's a third world country, too. I mean, I'm not dogging on Mexico by any means. I love mm-hmm. the country. I used to go there a lot when I was younger, but it's, it's a little more rough. It's rougher than Detroit, yeah. let's say, yeah. and you know it's rougher than Chicago. And if you're if you want to get somewhere, well, mainly I'm thinking of getting to the U.S. in particular. You you might have to deal with some uh, criminal elements. Um, but she's not going that way. She's going more mm-hmm. south. Mm-hmm. She's going south east, mm-hmm. or actually more east, kind of southeast. I I don't know my. My geography is off right now, but it would be, she's going to have to deal with a lot of different characters on her way, in a sense, too, though, uh-huh. you know. She's heading off into the realm of adventure, which she's not used, used to. Because she, like, was she's kind of like She's kind of like a farm girl, in a way. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. It's like Luke Skywalker, he's a farm boy. Yeah. And she's heading off into the role of adventure. She's leaving Tatooine. Yeah. And she's going with, she meets up with. On solo, this guy like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. He knows what's going on, but can you trust him? Maybe her grandmother tells her like certain people on the way that can help her. Mm-hmm. It has to be like some connection. Maybe a mystical connection, like yeah. you'll know by this sign. The man with the goat, uh-huh. and the uh-huh. woman. Yeah, she's she's with the one eye, <clears throat> you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's. Entering the realm of adventure, and she's going off in the buses and trains, etc. Yeah, dealing with all types of people. Mm-hmm. Because if you go even on a bus around here, I'm sure it's crazy. Um, so <laughs> I just took a bus to Chicago one time, and oh my god! Yeah, fuck right hell. There was a guy with like the cliche like overcoat, like long trench, trench coat, coat, trench coat. With a bunch of watches inside in the in at the bathroom urinal, mm-hmm. like I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cliched. It's awesome." Yeah. But I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> I'd be more afraid that he's gonna flash me. Then, yeah, it's what yeah. It, it was either that or a bunch of watches, and luckily it was watches. <laughs> Were they like Rolex ripoffs? Probably. I didn't even look. I I just got the fuck out of there quick. Somebody was telling me a story a long time ago about how um, they thought they found a Rolex. No, no. Um, and had an extra, the crown had an extra like point. Mm-hmm. 
they took it into a store just to, you know, they found it. And it was like in their family's things or in a house or something. Uh-huh. And it had an extra like point to yeah. it. And it was a fake. Uh, they were trying to go on, a, what's that show on PBS? Yeah. Oh, uh, Antique oh, Roadshow. I love that show. Antique Roadshow. I haven't Road watched that in so long. I love that show. I do. Or it's like the other shows where they're bargain pickers or whatever. I do like those too. I don't yeah. know why. Those are my guilty pleasures. Yeah. They're fun sometimes. But it's just interesting. Like the weird shit they find. And, you know, you come across like, oh, this came from 1763. You know, it's from <laughs> France. And Queen Elizabeth one time put her butt on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the only way your, your parents did this is if your mother was a whore. No, they don't say that, do they? No, they don't. That was just my imagination. <laughs> hey, you know, sex work is still work, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we've entered Act Two now. Yes. But now where's the first pinch point? What is the first pinch point definition? I don't have it up. I can look really quick. <laughs> um, but like, she's she's going on the adventure now. The first pinch point would be the realization protagonist realization grows and their reactions become more informed or no there's a pinch point i think reactions after the first plot point the protagonist scrambles to understand obstacles thrown in their way so yeah so there's a there's an obstacle there's an obstacle to her her getting there oh man just being lost i don't know yeah there's all kinds of doesn't understand like she's like what's the address and i'll google it and grandma's like you'll know by when the sun hits this and then you know you'll see this ray of rainbow and it's going to be three quarters of a mile after that mm-hmm. what's the address so i can google it grandma <laughs> just just listen to the spirits. They'll tell you the way. You just got to make sure you find. It's going to be a weird cliff with this weird crescent moon. And but she runs into just crazy people along the way. Basically, yeah, they're, she does. They're blocking her path. Yeah, well, that too, mm-hmm. you know. And there's going to be, like, people trying to mug her mm-hmm. and people trying to scam her. Mm-hmm. And maybe even somebody tries to fucking, like, kidnap her at some point because there is... It's not just Trump bullshit. I'm not saying anything like that, but there is a lot of weird, mm-hmm. like, cartel uh, guerrilla shit going on down there. Well, I heard even um, Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. like, something, I don't remember the details, so don't quote me on this, but it was something with his family, like, someone was um, kidnapping somebody for money. Yeah, there's been a lot of that, actually. I don't, I, yeah. I don't, I really should re- research, research before I s- open my yeah. goddamn mouth, but. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, there's a something, lot of weird. Something happened. And it, it, a lot of third world countries, stuff like this happens because there's a lot of poverty, there's a lot of space. And corruption. And yeah. Like, yeah. And the government. So. So, uh, we're, I guess we're not being very specific on what happens to her, but it could be any number of those things. I guess not. <laughs> Uh, before we reach the midpoint, which is like kind of the moment of truth when the protagonist reaches the central truth about the nature of the conflict. Um, they gain some kind of um, 
knowledge yeah. at the midpoint. I think at some point she's sitting on the bus, right? This woman gets on the bus, and let's just say I know it's very cliche, but let's just say she has like um, kind of you know an older woman, long hair, and she sits next to her, and she has like one blue eye and one like hazel or brown, you know. She's like she's been taking spice melange. No, sorry, that's sidetrack. But yeah. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> but and she's like, hey, or she doesn't say that way. That's just Rachel talking. She's like, hey, hey, because <laughs> that's how I greet people. I'm like, hey, I'm Rachel. But no, she goes. She's like, hola puta. Yeah, and then she's. She's like, uh, I, I know you. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you don't, you crazy woman. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't say crazy woman. But she's saying, no. yeah. she's like, no, I know you. You need to go to, uh, and then some other stupid like fucked up directions again. Like you need to go where the sun sets over a cliff, and blah 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 next. Mm-hmm. We need to get these herbs. Like, you can't. Well, we don't know the end yet, mm-hmm. but I think the midpoint should direct us towards the end, in some way. Well, that's what I'm saying. She's telling mm-hmm. her where to get mm-hmm. these. Because, like herbs. we're like, why do you need these herbs? And then she gives her. But it's gonna come up in the. the She's at like, the end. but Miha, you need to smoke this to get there. Okay. So we're getting really, we're getting really doomy. <laughs> we're getting really <laughs> Carlos Castaneda and Doom, nineteen sixties vibe. Yeah, but it's modern times. Uh huh. She's like playing with her iPhone, like what the fuck, <laughs> looking up these herbs. Uh huh. So, what happens at the second pinch point? What is the second pinch point? I go back to it. Um, the second pinch point would be the shadows. The third plot point. Third. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's second. Second, second plot point. It and serves to remind the protagonist what is at stake. It's another like dark moment, but not as dark as the second plot point. There's a renewed push. The protagonist renews attack upon the antagonist, and reaches a seeming victory near the end of the second act. Maybe she's also having like all these nightmares that she's been on there, like when she falls mm-hmm. asleep on the bus. It takes a few days. Yeah. You know. And <clears throat> something happens near the end of her bus trip to the place. Well, I'm sure she you know, she's dealing with like different types of personalities to begin with, but she's having these nightmares and maybe it's like almost like demonic uh-huh. and like yeah, maybe she's getting influenced by the curse. Yeah. Because we don't even we haven't even met the antagonist yet. We haven't even mentioned that. What is the antagonist? If it is a person. It might I think it's a person who initially cursed that family. Yeah. But in my head, the way I was thinking that the antagonist is maybe that person, but it's more the curse itself. It wasn't actually a person. 
Or would that just be a conflict? Both. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, it's like a demon type thing, but it's not really real. I mean, it is real, but it's not, like, a person. Because we haven't even got to, like, the final act where we're actually going to have a confrontation, so we don't even know what that is yet. Yeah. So I was thinking it's going to be, like, this weird spiritual, like, she smokes a bunch of peyote and, you know, and has to do this ritual, and to begin with, She's freaked out because she's, I'm already ruining what, what I was thinking what would happen next. Uh-huh. And she would have all these visions and things, and she can't tell what is real and what's not, and that's the thing that tricks her mm-hmm. to try and, do you get what I'm saying? Uh, not completely, keep going. Um, <laughs> 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 like, I thought, like, the antagonist is this, evil curse mm-hmm. this, this spirit in mm-hmm. general if maybe it's like a spirit or okay. a demon yeah like so whoever the bruja that made the curse uh, but we gotta bring up the crime one though if it's gonna be a crime safari uh-huh. well, well, well I'm about to get to that in the third part then alright okay <laughs> but go on with this second pinch point so. like she's just having all these nightmares and like warnings of mm-hmm. like to get you next and you're like visions of him being dead already and like stuff that you know and then her family or his family is going to go after yours and like all these horrible fears of hers mm-hmm. keep coming alive every time she falls asleep so it's like foreshadowing but like she has to have kind of, she has to face some kind of um, difficulty and overcome it um, right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine, man, it's hard to pick like one difficulty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, I think her difficulty is she's. I think she's off the bus by now, and she's about to go to the place. She's going to. <clears throat> she's gonna find. Maybe she has to take like uh this, kind of like, ricochet taxi type thing. Mm-hmm. Into, Are you talking about rickshaw? Yeah. Did I say ricochet? I yeah. Said ricochet. But is, is that even a thing that happens there? Uh, I, that's I more know. Asian countries, isn't it? Uh, I don't, well, Mexico has some weird... Do they have that too? They, not like that. Not what you're thinking of with Asia mm-hmm. with their on the... When you said... Mm, rick, <laughs> well, let's say that you said rickshaw. Yeah. Ricochet, <laughs> I said. But, well, there's, there's something like the bicycle things, aren't there? Also in Mexico, I don't know. Not We're, as much as in Asia. Not no. as no. But there's different like ways to like taxi services where people drive you to town. Okay. And Let's just say that something kind of weird, an awkward. Yeah. Transportation situation happens, and then what? And maybe he's getting like for a conflict. It could be like you know another cartel mm-hmm. comes around and. Like, kind of hold some hostage for a minute, you know? That's where I was getting at the third plot point. Let's see what comes next. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but, but before that, something bad happens that she overcomes. Bad happens that she overcomes? Maybe not a total victory, but a, you know. She could be lost. I mean, it'd be easily to be lost, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you're listening to your, like, 90-year-old grandmother... 
who was like, oh, the spirits would tell you. No, we didn't have Google back then, and we didn't have Google Maps. We didn't have iPhones. Yeah, yeah. You know? like, and she's like, she overcomes it somehow. Because she smokes she, some she, peyote. She's like, I don't know where to go, and so she, she eats. No, she eats. Oh, she eats the mas- masculine. Yeah. Yeah. And she fucking finds it. Finds where she, uh, she has like this vision, this crazy yeah. masculine vision. I love it. I need more visions in my life. Mm. That's not just. You well, know. you know, if you eat peyote buttons, you mm-hmm. you're probably gonna like piss and shit yourself at some point. It, yeah. Or or vomit. <laughs> no, no, it's a lot of it's vomiting. vomiting. There's a lot of vomiting involved. Yeah, vomiting, but not. I never but, shit myself. Did you eat a peyote button? I have. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh. Well, there's the story in the Cassandra books when he... He shit himself? He first... Uh, I think that's later. He does shit himself. Maybe he and took Don, a lot of it. And Don, I, I'm always and, skeptical. I and, take a little bit. A little bit at a time. Don Juan is laughing his ass off at Carlos when he shits himself. But that's a, I think that's a later story. But I think first it, they make fun of him because he's playing with this wolf which he thinks is like some kind of deity almost mm-hmm. i think it's in might be in the first book yeah and he's rolling and laughing with this deity like me mescalito I, that it took me. the form of a wolf or something but they're like yeah you were just like rolling around with a dog and then you no he didn't shit himself that time because he wasn't scared the shitting himself moment was when he was scared by the, this weird yeah. spirit thing but i think he puked a lot yeah. It's I, a lot of puking. I have vomited. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of puking involved. Yeah. And then he danced. He was like playing with his dog for a long time. He thought it was like this uh, spiritual experience. One day Joe Rogan was like, have you tried? What's the saying? ADS, ADM? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Joe Rogan has a podcast mm-hmm. and they like live stream on YouTube and it's a meme now where he like have you tried uh I think he says ADM uh, you know what I'm talking about no no you no you talked about it, the molecule the oh DMT DMT but have you tried DMT mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's like a, kind of a joke <clears throat> but I've never done it but I've read a lot about it yeah but, Not a lot about it. I've read a little yeah. bit about it. But anyway, it's a meme now. And then people write other things other than DMT. They write. Like, That's a great, like, Swamp Thing um, comic book episode where uh, Alec Holland, who is the real life person who became the Swamp Thing. Yeah. I, mean, I shouldn't say real life person. <laughs> real life person. <laughs> the, the, the human who was. Before he became Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it was around like episode, uh, I shouldn't say episode, issue 50 of Swamp Thing. All of a sudden they changed writers and he's like, oh, I did DMT. And all of a sudden I'm Alec Holland again. I haven't been Swamp Thing for like 50 issues. You know? He's like, that never happened. I was just on DMT. <laughs> I guess it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it did really happen. Yeah. But... There was this whole paranoia about it. Mm-hmm. But psychedelics are 
something else, I thought. But it's your better when you're older, actually. Like, you have more control. I don't know. That's kind of scary to me. You won't even have my edibles. Like, my weed edibles. (laughs) I give them to our dog because he has arthritis. Just a little bit. Tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Our, Our dog needs it. But I'm... And he's so happy. I feel like I'm halfway a stoned person anyway. Everybody thought I was stoned all the time. Like, my friends... It's just because you my, have pretty eyes. My friend's parents always were like, don't hang out with that kid. He's a pothead. They were the potheads. They smoked pot constantly. I did not. And they're like, that kid's a stoner. And yeah. <laughs> it was... It was partly because I guess I have squinty eyes and I don't talk much. And also, apparently, I've just figured out from listening to this goddamn podcast, I sound like a stoner. I do. <laughs> I did not realize that before. I, you know, I've heard my voice on many things. And so it's hard for me to analyze it. But the first time I heard my voice, I thought it was really weird. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what I sounded like. And mm-hmm. I still don't. And it, I, I think I have a... I sound like a total pothead conspiracy theorist. But I love to hear my voice, so I'm such a weirdo. <laughs> I love hearing myself talk. I will listen, like, you know, the other podcasts I do. I will fucking listen to that whole goddamn thing once it's published. I'm like, yes. It, well, I'm not saying I'm happy about it, but I'm just mm-hmm. like... I'll listen to it, and I'm like, hey, hey, I said something great there. <laughs> I did something there, you know, and I do that with this, too. You know, I'm editing, yeah. and I'm like, ha, ha, Rachel said this. It's so Yeah, weird. I guess I'm getting there. I'm getting used to how awful I sound. You don't sound that bad. I mean, there's well, you're, a lot you, of Well, you're used to it. I'm yeah. ju- I've just discovered how I sound. <laughs> it is weird when you first hear yourself. It is really weird. I'm used to it now, but... Like, hear my voice. And the funny thing is, I can tell when I get more intoxicated. My mm-hmm. voice slightly changes, like an octave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, I'm louder, I'm mm-hmm. jollier. Boisterous. Like, hey! But anyway, back to the damn story. I'm yeah. sorry. Stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> oh, here's another tangent. I'm just going to bitch about Star Wars for a second. Okay. The stay on target moment. Mm-hmm. When the the targeting computer with Luke in Star Wars. Yeah. It's like, stay on target, stay on target. And he just brushes that aside. He's like, I'm going to hold the future of the Empire in my hands and ignore the targeting computer. And I'm going to shoot these weird torpedoes that just suddenly change 90 degrees out of nowhere. I mean, yeah, we're all lucky that Luke did it right. But but really, what a douche. What a douche to say, use the force, Luke. Like, fuck you. Use the targeting computer, too. Right? Am I right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he took a huge chance. It was the fate of the universe, a galaxy, in his hands. And he's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to shoot a three-pointer from a half court. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Wow. <laughs> so now we're going to apply that knowledge to ourselves. Stay on target. Stay on target. I'm trying. 
Fiction story. I don't even care. It's just a good goddamn story. Maybe Castaneda did really experience all this. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Okay. I mean, maybe he was starting some Jim Jones cult. Who knows? <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was fixing up the coolie with the. But it makes a good goddamn story. That's dots. all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah he's just. Like, eat these. And then he's like, I'm going to put some cyanide in this. Then he did his weird own yoga version thing. Anyway, stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> stay on target. This isn't Rachel right now. God damn it, Luke. Don't take the fate of the galaxy in your in your hands. In your thumbs. Yeah. Your, your Nintendo thumbs. <laughs> your Nintendo thumbs. <laughs> Actually, I should say Atari thumbs. Um, And we go back. We did the second pinpoint, sort of. Uh, Something happens at the second pinpoint before we enter Act Three. Right? Um, You mentioned it, but it's been like twenty minutes ago now, so we don't remember. It has been a while now. Um, (laughs) And we're not on drugs. I'm not even high. Um, I've been drinking. So the foreshadows the third plot point. I was saying that maybe she got taken um, hostage. That's what I was going to say was happening at the third, at the second plot point. Okay, then if we're not going to do it at the pinch point, then maybe like the second. She, she succeeds at something. Um. But you're no, saying... no, no. She gets fucking high, mm-hmm. and she gets these visions, and then she sees everything that her grandma is saying that's on the way there. Like, her grandmother's got this elaborate... She has some, like, uh, vision of the past that happened with these ancient Toltec... uh, Yeah. uh, Sorcerers. These brujos. Yes. And she's seeing all this. And her vision, while she's high, this hallucination, Mm -hmm. and she realized she's on the right path. Mm -hmm. And then we enter Act 3, which is the second plot point. Yep, a dark moment for the character. After the victory at the end of the second act, you put he, because you're such a misogynist, <laughs> experience a reversal. I, I was just copying what was written by actually a female podcaster who was really good, uh, Cam Wyland. She Is that the one you made me listen to? I li- made you listen to several. So uh, I you had made me listen to a lot. But, and then I hear an episode, and then I keep going back to the last podcast on the left because I'm bad. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. That's what I listen to in my car. But anyway, but. this is a real dark moment for the character. So she is kidnapped by the drug cartel, 
of the family that she's trying to save. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. She's kidnapped. There's a bag. I mean, I just we a just burlap? watched. Yeah, the burlap bag over yes. her head. And and it's like reminiscence of that Sicario sequel think, we just watched at my mom's house. They think that she cursed them. Yeah, that could be. Even though it wasn't her and her family, because her family hates them. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they like, hey, we're protecting you. Give us money, and they're like, fuck you. Or we're honest people here. We don't deal with drugs. Uh-huh. Other than grandma over there, who fucking <laughs> fucking hippie, who fucking is <laughs> off her fucking balls all the time. If she might have balls, I don't even know. That might be my grandpa. I don't know. She just got peyote buttons. Yeah, she's down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kidnapped this is like yeah, the darkest moment yeah. like oh what the fuck all of these plans are for naught everything's gonna go to hell yes and so how does she get out of it well she's trying to tell him like i'm trying to save him you know i i'm mm-hmm. trying to find i was told to do this thing that would help they're like you're fucking crazy because witchcraft isn't real you uh-huh. dumb bitch. Right. Yeah. Cocaine. The coca is where it's at. And <laughs> not, I don't know. Or heroin. Or either one. Either but way. whatever. Who cares? But I don't know. How does she get out of that? How would she get out of that? Because it would have to be either she talks her way somehow out or she just escapes. And she probably it's has like, to like escape, this is, it's, I would it's, it's a little bit like a fairy tale, you know? It, a you furry get, tale? A furry tale. <laughs> she's got she's to outsmart the monster. How does she get out of it? How does she get out of it? How does she get away from his family that holds her captive? I don't know. Does she drug them somehow? Like, gives them a peyote button or something? That would be one way... That's something I would do. I would drug people. If you could. I mean, it, it would be hard if you're captive. Well, it would be like um, Paul Sheldon in Misery. <laughs> yeah, that's my look, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe she would... I don't... See, that's the hard thing. Maybe the spirits help her out somehow? Or it could be something supernatural... Or it could be she talks her way out of it, which I doubt, for the cartel. And they're going to be like, okay, I believe ya. You know? And then, or she just escapes somehow. Like, ingeniously, like, got the ropes off. They weren't paying attention. Kind of, like, kind of thing. A little combination of both. Like, she gets out out of the ropes. Somehow convinces them take this peyote button how does she convince them how does she convince the ogre they love drugs and pe- yeah peyote is fun she makes like a human connection with them oh on, on some level with her cat like a psychological like, like, yeah it's a psychological thing where she tr- kind of tricks them but she like 
gets yeah. into, into their head yeah. for a capture. It's because she's on mescaline. She can read their mind. Or not no, read their minds. No, no, no. No, this is totally like like I said, fairy tale thing. She tricks the ogre <clears throat> into taking. Shrek, she's tricking Shrek. You know, there's a Shrek fest in Detroit, and I think it's hilarious because my friend James K, that I worked with in one of his movies last year, and a good friend of mine, he's obsessed with Shrek, and I think it's hilarious. That is really weird. But I'm going to ignore that for now and say, what are the rules of fairy tales? What is the Billy Ghost Gruff? The, I mean, this doesn't work for this situation necessarily, but like, how do they trick the, the troll on the bridge? You know, the first riddles. One, yeah, riddles. That's a good idea. Riddles. Yeah, it could be riddles. I'm gonna fuck your mind. Your <laughs> mind is gonna be something. Mind freak. <laughs> It's Chris Angel. He's gotta be, right? He's an angel. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck, Chris Angel? Like, you can do all these great things, but you can't, you know, do something very spectacular, like... Like, make Guns N' Roses make a good album. Yeah. Or... Because <laughs> that's what the world needs. I Come just, on. I mean, Everybody loves Welcome to the Jungle. No, I mean, I mean a new good album. Oh no, 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 no! Well, have you seen them? I, you know, Axl Rose you know, looks like I'm, my grandmother. I'm, I'm speaking out of ignorance you because I have not heard their. Didn't they have a new album? I heard I that know. that it, it existed. I know that they were playing again. They and Axl Rose. They're planning like, to make Chinese Democracy like twenty years ago or something, <laughs> and like it finally came out, and then it just nobody said anything about it that I know of. But no, Axel Rose looks like my grandmother. Maybe. But I haven't listened to it, so I, I don't know. I can't say. Maybe so, it's a work of heartbreaking genius. Well, the thing Like too all is, of our plots are works of heartbreaking I genius. I don't know why all these... The heartbreak is really in the lack of genius. Okay, but I don't know why all these artists, these music artists that are from like the 80s and the 70s mm-hmm. are starting to look like their grandmother Rosie. Like... They all look old. like her. We're getting old. But they look like old women. They don't look. Oh, yeah, because they're. Like, you they take always... a picture of Robert Smith and you take a picture of my grandmother, they look almost the same. And then you take a picture um, of Axel Rose and then a picture of my grandmother Rosie, same thing. <laughs> they look the same. It's weird. There's way too much connection. Why does all these artists from my childhood look like my Does your grandmother, grandmother wear spandex? Sometimes. <laughs> she should, but sometimes. <laughs> I'm not fat shaming her or anything. I'm just saying some, uh, you just should sometimes because it looks uncomfortable. Uh, okay. I'm going to edit that out. Um, <laughs> but back to the story. Back to the story. Stay on target. You start this. Where are we? I don't even know. Okay, how did she get out? We were trying to come up with that. And then we talked about Axel Rose. Well, I started talking about fairy tales. And fairy tales just naturally blended into Axel Rose somehow. <laughs> you know, slash, 
Raven's spring deck for his age. Yeah. He is. That guy from Iron Maiden looks like he's Oh, he just, never aged. He age. never aged at all. Yeah. He looks completely the same <laughs> as the day he... He's a fucking vampire. Yeah. That's what it is. He's a goddamn vampire. Bring your daughter to the slaughter. And he's so full of life. So full of life. Mm-hmm. More life than I have ever had in my life. I'm never that like, hey, woo! What is the name of that guy? I don't know, but he's fucking amazing as a person. And I hate him for it. What? He he looks like he's doing good. He, he, I, we he, don't know if he's amazing as a person. We just know he, he, he looks like he's doing well, good. Well, there's no documentaries of him being mm-hmm. a child molester, okay? Uh-huh. Let's just say that. He's doing pretty fucking good. You set a really low bar there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Par, par for the course, he's doing pretty damn good. Well, Elvis is a nice person to talk about, so. And then David Bowie. Which, I can talk about Bowie, and that's a hard that's, thing. That's hard. It's harder than Michael Jackson to me. But it was consensual, the experience he read it. The woman brags about it, actually. Mm-hmm. She was proud of it. You're way off target now. We are way off target. We're fucking Luke Skywalker. Oh saying, my god, can you stop using that metaphor? <laughs> we're, oh my god. We're ruining the galaxy by not I'm using gonna, the targeting computer. I want to ruin your butt galaxy <laughs> in a minute with my foot. <laughs> All right, now to the next part. Well, first we got to figure out how she gets out. I, I said that she's got to do like some sort of riddle. She's got to do something that fucks his mind up to let her, let, like, he's so like, oh, I'm stupid. I can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she's going to do it. She gets in his mind. She learns his backstory a little bit. I never ran in a movie like this, so this, this is the first. Right. She, she kind of gets in his mind, convinces him to take the peyote button, but it's going to take a while to kick in. The mask, yeah. Yeah. And it's while he's vomiting, she's undoing her ropes. Yeah. He, he wasn't very bright to begin with. No. He's not like, we don't need a really tough guy for this broad. We don't realize how strong she really is. Actually, it's International Women's Day Ooh. as we're recording this. So it's like the Kill Bill moment when when she is buried alive and she breaks out of the... Maybe she learned something from her grandmother to get out. Yeah. Like, the guy's on peyote because he's a dumbass, and she gets out, and she takes his submachine gun. He's like, fuck you, motherfuckers! Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe not, actually. Maybe no, not yet. She just gets out. But she's got a weapon. No, she has a weapon. And we're reaching the climax. Okay. We're in Act 3 now. Yes. She approaches the, this Toltec temple and where the artifact is, I suppose. Well, she's got to get these herbs first. Oh, oh my God. We're way behind. She didn't get the herbs yet. No. We're, we're in Act 3 already. She hasn't got the herbs? Well, they're not that far. Let's just say that. Okay. She gets the herbs, and she goes to the temple to perform this ritual. The ritual means to kill a chicken. I'm sorry, PETA. Um, But it's a chicken. You know, 
you know, it's like Mick Jagger chicken, right? Yeah. It's kind of a douche. You know? I like Mick Jagger. Uh, you know. He's, he's probably on the list of creeps, but yeah. I'm sure he's on the list of creeps. But we like his music anyway, until we find out more. And but, the reason why he's saying this is he didn't watch it. He doesn't want to watch it. And I'm going to say it very brief. I uh, recently, I actually today, I watched all the the finding or leaving. I said finding. Leaving Neverland docu-series that was on HBO. And I was telling him a little bit of it. He doesn't want to watch it because it's fucking disturbing. And that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. And it kind of ruins things for you. It's like, I can never watch the Cosby show again, kind of thing. Sure. You know? And it's just because it's gross. Well, anyway. But back to our story. She's doing the ritual, and there's the climactic moment. What, What is the antagonistic force doing to her? This final, final moment. Getting her beer? Um, <laughs> I was trying to do that quiet. Yeah. Because I kind of edited. Impossible. Kind of impossible. I know. I think the force. The force. Um, <laughs> is not Luke Skywalker's, but it. This like not necessarily demon, <clears throat> but you know it. It's trying to get in her way. Maybe some ancient um, Mayan curses, de- deity, yeah, or Toltec. I don't know what the difference is necessarily. Actually, I don't know that much it. about it, even though I'm Mexican it's only quite, quarter. Quetzalcoatl or something. Yeah, I I don't really know much. Something similar, or just unnamed. It's it's trying to it's like, hey lady, you can't go past this part. Woo! She's like, fuck you! I'm hot. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> This is the climactic moment. Like, what is, what is she got a face? Like, she's got a face, all these. Her own darkest fears and motivations. And she has visions of, like, her family dying. She has visions of her man dying. She has, you know, all these visions that, you know, haunt her. Like, your worst fears come into life when she walks into this temple. Mass hysteria. Yeah. And. She's like almost losing her fucking mind mm-hmm. at this point because she's seeing all these things and it's all her worst fears. Mm-hmm. And it, and she's so high in a sense because you have to be to go in and do this mm-hmm. that she kind of doesn't realize this isn't real. This is just my fears and they're feeding off my fears mm-hmm. like a whole okay yeah. so it's like the spiritual thing where she realizes the curse is in her mind yeah but then but it's got to be somewhat real because her man yeah is actually feeling physical effects mm-hmm. 
So how does she shit? conquer these things? It's not just her fears. It's just a realization. She's maybe she has a vision of her grandmother saying these aren't real. These aren't real. Like a spiritual connection. These aren't real, you know. But it is real. Like if you want to go on this whole spiritual thing going on, she's gonna actually face it. But not her fears. Not her fears in particular. No. But how does she beat it? She beats it because she realized that this is all this hallucination, these fears that she's seeing and visuals mm-hmm. that she has to do this to save her guy. Has to do what? The ritual. She's got to, you know, cut the chicken's head off on and, you know, rub her. It should be some tie back to earlier on, like what? What she's afraid of the most, and then she has to do it in order to... Well, her worst fear is that something happened to somebody she cares about. Mm -hmm. And she just keeps seeing them dying as she's walking through. So how does she conquer it? I just told you. (laughs) I don't know why this is so hard. Hey, this is a climactic moment in the movie. It's got to be like, call back to the early on and like it's got to be like good you know what I mean I don't know I've never written a movie like this it's really hard I know um I don't know what can you do you if it's the worst fears of hers which would be her family mm-hmm. you know she's a selfless person mm-hmm. and she's seeing visions and threats maybe even like, like them telling her, you're scared, you're going to die, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, or they're saying, your family died too by the cartels, blah, 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 you know. And then her grandmother, maybe a vision of her grandmother is saying, keep going, this isn't real. But her grandmother's one telling her, it's all real. It is real, but what they're saying isn't real. Okay. It's part of the hallucination. They're trying to fuck with her. These spirits are trying to fuck with her. Right, okay. And so she doesn't do this ritual right. She's losing concentration to get this, Mm -hmm. you know, very detailed ritual of, like, you gotta cut the chicken's blood, you gotta spill it on... But she doesn't quite understand why this has to happen. Why she has to... It's a sacrifice. Yeah. But she doesn't realize... Until the final climactic moment, she has to sacrifice herself. I was just going to say that. It was really weird. I was like, maybe she had to do it to herself. Mm-hmm. But then that whole, it would defeat the whole purpose of this Romeo. Well, no. No. No, it wouldn't. Because what would he gain if she's gone? Because he only does what he does because of his family. Roadblock? Not necessarily. I mean. So she kills herself? And sacrifice herself. I can live with that, but... I guess, like, to save her family and him. Okay. It's pretty morbid, but yeah. Yeah, it's pretty morbid. But it's like... But then, what does she... Or, what does she bring back by doing so? Bounty for harvest for her family. <laughs> and maybe... Maybe, um, forever... He gets <clears throat> away from his family. And he doesn't have to do... 
shitty games anymore, you know? He's the poet and the musician. Does he learn anything? Because he hasn't been on this journey with it. He has a weird... If it's such a weird paranormal thing, he yeah. may be in a vision of her. And yeah, he's, he's hallucinating because he's like in a fever yeah. dream. And she's doing this all for him. And they have this weird connection. Maybe he just kind of sees her in a dream state. And he, he wakes up as she's doing this. And he faces like his father. Yeah. And and it's like that climactic moment. Like like she sacrifices herself and then he learns through this weird connection, spiritual connection, subconsciously to sacrifice himself against whatever his father is doing. Like he wakes up and confronts his father, which is what he's been neglecting this whole his whole life. He's out of it somehow without getting killed. <laughs> maybe he also was well, it's a Roman and Juliet situation and they both sacrifice themselves like she sacrificed himself herself for him and then he wakes up somehow in this connection sacrifices himself against his father maybe he kills his father putting an end to this crime syndicate that's one option it, it is that, that's, that's an option Man, this is darker than I thought. Yeah. Um, man, I was hoping to make a bunch of jokes and <laughs> maybe sing some songs. And, yeah, uh, I know. That's how we were getting musical and I would have to sing the whole time and you would be annoyed. Yeah, um, but we got dark. We got dark. But, okay. And so he... It's a tragedy. It's, it's, a, it's a complete it's, tragedy. Yeah. And so he dies and... Well, well, he confronts his father. He kills his father. Oh, he kills his father. Or something like that. Oh, man. Yeah. It's Shakespearean at this point. Yeah, it is. <laughs> kills his father. And then he takes the reins of this drug cartel. <laughs> oh, no. And then we have just like... And glim- they're a nicer drug cartel? <laughs> I guess. They're a nicer one? We have like- some, some glimpse of hope of that he's going to do what with it? He's going to put less fentanyl and cocaine <laughs> and heroin, you know. And he's going to, you know, he's not going to hold hostage people. He's going to give a discount price. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do there. Oh, wow. I don't know. It's so dark. <laughs> we put ourselves in this dark place now. Yeah, we did. Where's Liberace? <laughs> Where's the romance? Well, it, there's plenty of romance, but I don't know why. Romeo and Juliet sacrificing yourself for someone else. Yeah. That's romance. Like. Did you sacrifice yourself <laughs> for anyone? I'm thinking. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't even go on that bogus journey. (laughs) Bogus journey? Oh, Will and Ted's. I would be like. Bring it all back home. "Eh, Science is usually real. Let's see what the scientist says. What does the doctor. Okay. If he says there's no hope, there's no hope. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Damn it. I'm going to shed a lot of tears for you, but, you know. 
As much as I want to go on these trips, uh, these psychedelic trips, uh-huh. I'm not going to want to, But know. she did. She, she did. did. She did it. And she saved him. Yeah. And he, there was some weird connection in his fever dreams where she was, he was connected with her the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up to take out his family's hell, I guess. And this made it better. And then he made it a Walmart. And it it ends. (laughs) And it ends with him, with the reins of power. But he's a good guy. Don't shop at Walmart, by the way. Yeah. And but but we need a little more hope. Like uh, you know, it's gonna be like a nicer drug cartel. (laughs) It's gonna be like put an end to it somehow. Yeah, we're not gonna do that anymore. We're gonna make music. Music. You read poetry. Uh-huh. You go to coffee houses and play acoustic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, Jack Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say he plays flamenco, but no, you're right. He just plays Jack Johnson techniques. <laughs> he yeah. plays some yeah. surfer dude music. <laughs> you like Curious George? Okay, I could it all. <laughs> all that spirituality. I went to Jack Johnson music. <laughs> he went to Hawaii. Oh. And then he really played it. Mm-hmm. And then he learned the ukulele. And then he even tortured people even more. <laughs> You want to hear this song in ukulele? <laughs> <laughs> you like this Bob Marley song? How about in ukulele form? Yes. <laughs> Who's that douche? He should have fucking died. <laughs> I don't, no, he shouldn't have died. He's nice. <laughs> Not when you play ukulele. Yeah, it's nice. They shouldn't die. Maybe they're not. It's not the greatest thing ever. But they shouldn't die. No. She just went on this journey, this nice lady. Yeah. Like so he could play, play the ukulele. He could play the uke. <laughs> he could play the uke. He could play some Jack Johnson. Yeah, he could just. Covers in <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> the end. Holy man. <laughs> Maybe we should come to the end when we're less drunk. Yes. But. Moral of the story is, don't pick up the ukulele. <laughs> Nobody so, wants to hear it. What's the, what's the name of this goddamn movie? Man. It kind of got a Romeo and Juliet vibe. I don't know if I would see this one if I were you. Well, that's because we didn't end it well because we're too drunk now. Well, not just that. So we need a better, a much better ending. You know who would really love this movie, though? Who? Your mother. Remember she made us watch that weird movie on Thanksgiving and it was so depressing? Uh, that's This is nothing like that movie. It's pretty fucking depressing, especially if he's playing covers of Jack Johnson at the end. Depressing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I sacrificed myself and so he could play Jack Johnson. <laughs> well, that's because we decided to end it that way because we're too drunk and tired to think of anything better right now. <laughs> 
depressing movie. It was like a yeah about saints or something. It was like Thanksgiving and we oh were, oh like we were Catholic, over there for the, Thanksgiving. The Catholic Church one. Yes, and it was about a saint and these kids are getting killed and they were saints. It was insane and depressing. It was a bit melodramatic, but yeah. oh my god, it was it's horrible. These children are like, I love God, kill me. And then, oh yeah, a bunch of martyrs. Yeah, and so these children get killed in the name of God. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh my god. I do not see the association between these two movies, but I'm just saying, your mom would love it because she would be like. It is a sacrifice. It was, yeah. Well, that, that is a good movie I'm trope. Dogging on your mom. I'm just saying she would love a movie like that. She likes I just to, think we should have ended it better. Well, you know, I think she should have, like, realized, <laughs> like, and eh, there's a bunch of other men in the world. I'm going to go to Paris. <laughs> no, we, we should have made it, like, work better. We didn't. So, that's the movie. <laughs> but what is it called? Yeah, what is it called? Her name's Matilda. Alejandro. Man, that title is really hard on this. I'm thinking, I want to say Grandma's Buttons. <laughs> buttons. <laughs> Grandma's Buttons. Uh, if it weren't for Grandma's Buttons, we'd never go on this damn journey. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> this is probably going to be the most weird story we ever came up with because you can't it's I would not say no (laughs) I wouldn't say it's that weird I just we came up with a really crappy ending maybe when we're sober someday we'll find a good ending we'll find a good ending yeah maybe I I think it was kind of decent until uh, we had pets Well, Jack Johnson. <laughs> we got sidetracked a lot near the end. <laughs> it happens because, you know. But we got, I'm going to call it Grandma's Buttons. Grandma's Buttons. Okay. We'll just and call then that. You're gonna, and people are going to think it's going to be like, aw, sweet grandma. And they don't realize they're, you know, peyote buttons or masculine. Mescalito. Mescalito. We came up. We kind of did it. We, we did it. We did it. Just not a satisfying ending. I need some more jokes though right now. Yeah, we don't have many jokes. We got, we got a little more serious than normal. Yeah. We don't, we're not serious people ever. <clears throat> ever. Especially me. Maybe, like, you know, some funny things that happen is, like, maybe that we just have a bus, you know, there's a lot of crazy people that you deal with in public, and they're good people, but they're crazy, and they make life interesting. I just keep picturing gum under the seat, like she accidentally touches somebody's gum. That makes me almost vomit when that happens to me. I mean, I, I'm not on buses very often at all, but that's just because I don't like people, and I hate public transportation, mm-hmm. and I don't really need it where I live now, but forever. And, you know, even when I lived in big cities, I didn't 
ever really use it. Really? Uh, a little bit. It's, it's big know. cities where you need that. Yeah, I mean, it's... But everywhere else, it's like, you, it's such a pain in the ass well, to not have your own car. I think the big cities that I've lived in, I, I never had that far to go, and if I did, I just drove, and, yeah. You had a car in a big city? Yeah. You're talking Detroit? Well, that too. Okay. Detroit's a little different than, say... Yeah, yeah. Detroit, the, you have to have a car, mostly. Okay. Well, that's, but, that's a lot different than, say, San Francisco or something. No, I didn't live in San Francisco, but... That, that would be like having a car is almost excessive. Yeah. Or Chicago, maybe. Oh, no, Chicago, I could see yourself having a car. Yeah, you'd have a car, but you wouldn't use it every day. It'd be like... I don't know, man. I've been on those on the train a few times mm-hmm. in Chicago. I don't know if I would even do that. See, the thing is, me, is social awkwardness. It's not like... I would be the person smiling ear to ear when something weird ha- is happening. You know, I'm that kind of person. I'm like, this is fucked up and funny. And, but everybody else is trying to play it cool and ignore stuff that's happening. You see me in those situations. Well, maybe you haven't been there as much. Yeah. But I never lived in Chicago, so. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some weird shit in Detroit. And I have to walk away really fast with a smile on my face. Then something weird happens. And you're just like, what the fuck? That brightened my day, even though that was awkward. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> that made my life a little more interesting today. <laughs> uh-huh. And hopefully we made your life a little more interesting today. Uh, yeah, if you're listening still. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. And that was plotting away. Brain Breeze. Brain Breeze edition with Ray and Shay. Danger. Have a good night and God bless and hail Satan.